0: Pod Boys Productions.
1: Welcome back to Movies Are Relevant on Brooklyn Rebound Network with your boy Pod Drew over here. It is February 2022 and uh, it's time, I think it's well time on the podcast to get into a little Bergman. What do you think, E-Nam, over there? Uh, you know me, um, I'm as pretentious
2: as all fuck and... Uh, so it's pretty much time that I, like you like you said, get get down to it, explore my deepest, darkest <laughs>
1: what? whatevers, and make the most obvious metaphors possible about them. Yeah, you're so, I mean, you're so on the pretentious level, you're like, Bergman, well, he's a little bourgeois, I guess we could talk <laughs> about him on the podcast, but... Bergman, I remember my first black and white film. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Bragman I- yeah, so anyway, just to set that up with the episode today, is primarily going to be uh, continuing uh, our format of a new film uh, pairing with an old classic, or doesn't have to be old. In this case, it is from 1961, but uh, a classic film. And since uh, we wanted to talk uh, one of the films from 2021 that's gotten a good amount of critical acclaim, I believe, Uh, bergman island then uh of course it would make sense to pair it up with a hitchcock film but i we've done that already somewhat recently so i will do a bergman film instead one
2: could argue that through a
1: glass darkly is a hitchcock film
0: Mm,
1: i i would say it's more father focused which is more of the Bergman thing, whereas Hitchcock is a little more mother focused. He is a mother boy, yeah. So that could be a difference right off the bat. But yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're going to get into that. I think we'll keep going with the. Uh, you know, I tried to do a new thing last time, too, where um, we mix it. We just go in and, you know, we weave in and out like jazz between the, the new film and the classic in our discussion. Was it good jazz last time? It didn't. It was a little clunky. I mean, I was. We started just going off more again on the... on. Uh, what was our last episode, by the way? No, no I'm blanking on what it was. It was Licorice Pizza and Paper Moon.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. a lot
1: of ISO ball at the end of the first half for Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we both uh, uh, really loved Licorice Pizza. I, uh, you know, didn't even... Wasn't able to watch Paper Moon all the way through again right before, which was an issue. Uh, so, I still like that idea. I think it's gonna work better with this one, maybe, because it is so, I mean, the the Bergman Island, you know, this film is about, for those who have not heard of it or don't know, it's it revolves around the real-life home or home island in Sweden of Ingmar Bergman, obviously the famous Swedish director, um, and people going there and, like, doing filmmakers and writers going there and doing basically, what would you call it, like a uh, It's an artist retreat, yeah. Retreat, yeah, to like get inspiration. So, obviously, the Bergman himself comes up quite a bit. They're talking about him the whole time, pretty much. So, yeah, I think it, it would make And there's references to the film that we paired it with today as well, which is through a glass dark, like you said. So, I think it would make more even more sense on this one to, to go in and out. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so it was your idea actually to do Bergman Island on the pod here, Eric, Um, because it it was a little bit on my radar, like I saw it on some lists of best films of 2021, Um, which by the way, I think next episode will be breaking format to do a little 2021 award kind of film, you know, prestige film breakdown. It just could be, this one could be included with that though. But I didn't know i I saw it on some lists, and that's about all I knew. Um, maybe saw a real brief synopsis. What what drew you to this one? Watching it, even.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I wanted to talk about the worst person in the world, but your ass still hasn't seen it. Um, uh, but yeah, I've just been, like, just like you, trying to catch up on uh, movies that uh, are getting award buzz, um, or, or have been, like... At least tipped on like the best films of the year, even if they will not be nominated for anything, and somehow there's still room for being the Ricardos, which this year uh is not nominated for best picture, so we can all rejoice in that. Oh right, I
1: don't really want to watch.
2: But that. I've just been trying to watch the great, like what 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 people consider to be
1: the great films of last year, like we always do. Um, pretentious indie shitheads like us. We uh, wait, well, hold on a sec, Eric. It's the worst person. It's not called the worst people in the world, so it's not about us and our. Right, one of us has to be the worst person. Right. Okay, maybe <laughs> I'm just afraid to see it, because I think it might be... I mean, I think it's Danish, right? So it's probably not about... Uh, it's Swedish. So, oh, that's Swedish as well. Or, no, Norwegian. It's, yeah, set in... Oh, it's well. a Norwegian, that's right, because it's the guy, uh, yeah, he uh, the direct, that Norwegian director who, who has... Yeah, Joachim true Right, okay. Yeah, so that's, so, I mean, maybe back-to-back, to back. we'll talk not just that one next time, but th- that'll definitely be included, at least as of now, that's my plan, but... Uh, we are really going uh, Scandinavia-focused in in the first quarter of uh, 2022 here, it seems like. Back to Bergman Island.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, congrats to the Scandinavians. They've been making some great fucking movies. Um, Yeah, so I was just, like, talking about what else I'd seen lately, and I told you that I really, really liked this movie. And
1: also, I'd never seen a film by Ingmar Bergman, so... Oh, oh, yeah, because I was just asking what drew you to this, but... So, not not even having seen a Bergman film in the past. Uh it was just like, oh, I saw this is getting a good buzz. That's why you wanted to watch it, or or were you like, This is the way I can get into like get into Bergman or some, you know, entry. Honestly I just like movies about the emotional problems of adults, yeah. Okay, so that's you saw in this that it was about yeah. It's about so it's about relationships, certainly. Um, it's about process of inspiration and writing i would say right yeah yeah it's i kind of just like i i kind of thought it was like a by the end of it it was reminding me of like a a chill version of black bear from the movie from last year
2: yeah yeah the aubrey plaza movie how the story becomes the actual story yeah i hear you yeah not to spoil anything about either of those movies except to spoil all the, both of those movies. Um, yeah, yeah, quite a bit uh, with the storytelling and especially like in my research and like just trying to figure out like, what, what the fuck do I need to know about Bergman and, um, watching some of his other, some of his movies, um, around, around having been so stunned by this, this like much more modern movie. Um, it definitely, there's a lot of like, and this is where we get on the like pretension, right? There's a lot of like less, much less, obviously, of the like man's relationship to to uh, to to God, and uh, like how can we reconcile ourselves with all the suffering in the world, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that you get in the Bergman movies. Um, but a lot of the like self-involved artists painting themselves into the the artwork um, in in a in a flattering or unflattering way. Yeah, so I mean, very, very obviously, like we would assume, consciously doing that to mimic the like one
1: of his calling cards. So the the two stars of the film uh, are Tim Roth and uh, old old uh, Phantom Thread herself, old uh, waitress uh, diner waitress Vicky Creeps. Is that how you pronounce her name? Creeps. Uh, I think it's creeps. Yeah. Clips.
2: Uh, creeps. I, I I lost it. I had it from an interview, but I don't know how to pronounce it anymore.
1: Yes. So uh, they are, a, I guess, a married couple, right? Do they ever explicitly yes. state that? Um, okay. Um, They yes. have a kid that's not there. Oh, we see the kid at the end, I guess. So they're going on this, like, retreat. Yeah, this writer's retreat. He He's a... They're both filmmakers, I guess. He's, like, um, successful, it seems like. Uh, at least recently successful. He's, like, doing a on the island he's doing like a talk and a screening and stuff of like a a new film he made i believe is that the case right
2: you know i would argue i would argue that his character is like maybe an indie darling but not very successful because the people like Mm -hmm. he's at this artist retreat he's at this like bergman festival at this artist retreat there are 16 people in the audience and two old women just got uh, come up to him and afterward and tell him that he they love his films but like we get no other measure of his like outward like success he he's not like a ryan johnson or a ryan cooler i would imagine but he's definitely like i don't know who who's the guy that did listen up philip and her smell
1: oh well, like uh, alex ross perry is that his, i believe is his name that yes yeah he yeah. struck me as like a one of those figures right that's probably uh, yeah yeah that, that could be accurate But he's on the phone a lot, too, and he has to, like, leave and produce, like, so he's, like, he's got stuff going on, it seems, where, um, Creeps Creeps is more of a struggling writer, it seems like, or at least at the point we see her in this film, uh, she's having trouble with the inspiration.
2: Yeah, she's, she's made at least one, like, similarly beloved small film. And he's really, really
1: struggling to make another one. Yeah. And then they're both, like, setting and stuff. <laughs> Wolf said, Arf, like, she asked him what it's a, is about, and he's like, oh, it's set on this island. And then she starts coming up with her idea, and, like, it's also, like, on the island, so, like, they're both just, like...
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like what you said a minute ago, I think. Uh, I don't remember the exact phrase you said, but, like, putting yourself into the...
2: Right, about the desperation to out yourself as a, as a creepy little goblin by, by, like, making all your characters yourself. Yeah,
1: so do we think um, Bergman himself, he's put, he's like, um I already mentioned like the father thing, which is talked about in, um, like someone, one character, I guess the character is in, so like I said with the Black Bear comparison, and it's like, it becomes a, the, you can't really spoil this film, I don't think, I guess you kind of can, but. Black Bear? No, uh, well, that would be hard too, a little bit, but. Black Bear is more like like has more of like a part one part. I would two. argue
2: with I would argue with Black Bear. There is there are two sentences you could say, and either either one of them spoils for whatever.
1: Like you know, we I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But but no, I mean, yeah, but I mean Burning Island though. Um, yeah, like we. Or I think we're just from this point
2: going to talk about. Yeah, I think it's time. But it's definitely like a it's definitely a movie that you can't really
1: spoil. The destination is the journey. Yeah, but anyway, so. Basically, in the second half of it, a lot, a large portion of that is, like, her idea for her, that she's, like, just coming up with for her new script, which involves, um, what's her, what's her face? Um, uh, that actress's name is Mia Wasikowska? Yeah, Mia Wasikowska.
0: And
2: I thought she was fucking brilliant in this. I, like, I've, yeah. you know, I've seen her do, like, some bullshit, including the, like, truly, truly terrible... Uh, gothic fairy tale uh, uh, Crimson Pete. With your boy,
1: Guillermo. God, <laughs> I, I'm just done with Guillermo del Toro movies, man. Uh, yeah, I thought Nightmare Alley was was decent, but we'll we'll, we'll save that for the next episode on the 2021 Breakdown. We'll save it. Save it. Keep that one. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, she is very good in it. I um, mean, you know, all the acting in this is good for sure. But yeah, she would be the, the standout, yes. I guess, yeah. So, anyway, like, this she's going to like we just said like it's Bergman Island is like in the story then uh where Chris actually is so her character as portrayed by Wasikowska goes to a wedding on the island and I think it's the groom from the wedding that just starts kind of I guess he's from there and he starts going off on Bergman like evidently sick of hearing about him all the time so I guess to extrapolate this also she is writing this character into her movie that's hating mm-hmm. Bergman. Not sure what that indicates, but anyway. Well, she says earlier when she's like
2: just like cute bickering with Tim Roth, she's like, "Which fucking Bergman movie are we going to watch tonight at this Bergman retreat?" was like, "Well, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch that one because it's 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 so you know loathing or self loathing or whatever. I want to watch something nice." And uh, he he names another Bergman movie that she thinks is nice, and she's like, "Well, that one's too nice."
1: Yeah, I don't remember which one she thinks is nice, but... Uh, it was two people's names. Fanny but and yeah. Alexander, maybe? Must be. I, I haven't seen that one yet. I know they play that one in the new, at my beloved New Beverly Cinema kind of frequently, I feel like, or which might be like once a year, but I think that was a later period one for Bergman, like early 80s, and it, it might be a little more sentimental, but anyway... So she, so the guy, the character in her film is going off on Bergman and says something about, well, he says he's, he's a dick or whatever, but also, um, wait, no, no, I've lost the plot on what I was trying to, something about Bergman. There. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, so I think he, okay, so it's about the father thing. Like he says like, oh, everything my, about my father is, does this or that, or I can't get over it and I've got to put it in a million film and then they're also like uh in the real world part at the beginning when they're talking to other people there's something about how he had like i don't know nine kids or something with like five different women It wasn't ever around basically because he was just always off making yeah noise. like he was just like an awful yeah. like partner and then and she's that. like i would do that or something <laughs> like if i could i would have nine kids with different five different men or something
2: yeah yeah there's so much foreshadowing <laughs> in what you ultimately like like or or originally think is gonna be just like one of these stories about like a like a bad partner like sucking the soul out of the person that loves him right, but no sh, if we're going full spoiler like she's the complicated figure
1: yeah, it's a little um it's interesting, so this who's the director of this film it is a woman, Mia something. Uh, probably a Swedish woman, I would guess. Uh, Mia Hansen-Løve. Maybe I shouldn't presume she's Swedish, but uh, her name's got one of those o's with the dash, like diagonally through it. So I assume. Okay. I kind of thought the Krebs character was. I was thinking about it like it could, in other in a lot of other films of similar stories, like she was kind of like them. Like I could see the I could see the film being like a guy has, like, a partner, his wife, or something that's, like, successful, and then he's, like, worried about it and stuff, and, like, it's, like, ruining the relationship. Which isn't exactly what happens in this, but it, it was a little bit, like, gender flipped in a way, I felt like.
2: Well, eventually, yeah. They they do such a good job of tone setting, though, where, like, you really think this just needs about, like, it, like a mistreated spouse and a bad,
1: like, bad artist boyfriend, right? Well, I don't know if I did. I mean, I wasn't really... Sh- Oh I definitely did and I was kind of bored you were kind of bored at the beginning
2: yeah yeah when you think you like there's this moment where I you know I kind of thought that I put my finger on the on what it was all about Just like is this just gonna be that movie we I've seen that movie
1: mm-hmm. which I did you know I didn't love the first part of the like the first half of this one either it was a little slow to grab me I would say a bit but yeah they do they do twists it a little bit like so or they do like play with your expectations a little bit she's like going off with like um she kind of dishes tim roth to go uh, i like they're supposed to go to this like tourist kind of like bergman bus tour thing around town together and but she meets this other guy well she walks out of his like screening thing that i mentioned already like for the the talk And then meets this, like, guy uh, who knows a lot of the spots that they don't go on the tour or whatever, like, goes with him and just, like, yeah, just ditches Rock and goes with him. And then it's almost setting up, like, oh, is this gonna be some affair type thing or something? Right, right. But it's, no, I mean, the guy doesn't even try to do anything like that. No, he just liked her movie and thinks she's cool. (laughs) Yeah, and then he, um, and then she also just tells him, like, oh, yeah, I ditched you, I found this cat, like, she just, like, basically tells him what happened. But there, she did say, like, she didn't say she was... She said something to him about, like, I'm here with my friend, though. No, she didn't say her husband, like, initially when she met the kid, so... Or the guy, so... Uh,
2: That's true,
1: isn't it? I was yeah. like, hmm. But, yeah, and then it doesn't really... So maybe she was, like, ultimately kind of thinking, see how it goes, but... Yeah. But anyway, so that... I think it was slow because, like, the, um... The kind of... We were talking about where Mio Wasikowski comes in and like this movie within a movie thing. It's like at least halfway through the through the film, or if not a little bit more, I think. Right? So,
2: yeah, yeah, it basically cuts the movie in half.
1: Yeah, which is also maybe why. Well, I'll stop talking about Black Bear, but um, yeah. So I thought that yeah, it was just a little little slow for me. Um, now if you are so, let's let's do the. Well, so let's, we can get into Through a Glass Darkly specifically, but Bergman in general, I would think there's probably a bunch of references. If you are a big Bergman head, watching Bergman Island, there's probably a bunch of references you'd be picking up on, right? Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, just, just constantly through Some of them extremely overt, right? Yeah. And I did pick up on some that... I, so I watched... You watched this, obviously you watched it first, and then Through a Glass Darkly, and you watched a couple of Bergman films, right, you said? Uh, Yeah, I watched a couple others, um, Persona and um, Seventh Seal. Okay, I'd seen both of those previously, um, but I hadn't seen Through a Glass Darkly. That's also kind of why I wanted to pair it, because I wanted to do one I hadn't seen.
2: Well, it's definitely, like it's widely regarded and 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 luckily i found this to be the case as
1: well as like his least impenetrable fucking movie okay interesting there was so one reference from bergman island was that i picked up on having seen through a glass darkly second is that there's a they say like oh father is probably getting us last minute presents in stockholm like when he gives them these gifts and they don't like them but then just, like, you probably just picked those up in Stockholm yeah. last minute before arriving here. And then I, that, like, rang out, that, like, pinged me right away. Because that's, like, oh, on Bergman Island, there's, like, a character who says something like that. It's in, like, her movie part. at the, Well, that's another thing I want to talk about with Bergman Island, I guess. Like, what, how literally are we taking what happens at the end? Because then it shifts, and, like, she's, like, the director of this actual movie. Did that really happen? Or she's still just, like,.
2: Well, this middle section she's telling as the, the title of, or as the like plot of like her next film that she's going to write and her husband, like Tim Roth seems completely disinterested and just like, why are you asking for my opinion on this? You know, like, what does it matter? What I think, uh, the, um, and like you start to get, like, you go back to feeling like it's this just a movie about a bad artist boyfriend, um and then we find out why right like why he's so disinterested in the story it's just because it's basically autobiographical and then we see the scene at the end of like the star of her last movie um like her
1: basically breaking up with him because she she loves him but she also loves tim roth and her daughter i see so i don't know if i have picked up on that part then like i was that was her last movie they're showing not uh yeah that's what i picked up like i see yeah okay Cause it seemed like okay, I was sure because it seemed like, cause like, well anyway, just to wrap up what I was saying, like one of the character, one of that, what the actor, um, says like, oh, I need to go, I need to pick up presents for my family on the way. I'll I'll grab them in Stockholm or something. I think he says that or someone says that about that he's going to go do that. So I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, reference mm-hmm. I never would have got. Well, I didn't get it until I saw it <laughs> through a glass darkly. But yeah, so so in in Bergman Island though. I was I wasn't sure because like she goes to Bergman's house itself. That guy we were talking about is there and like lets her in and tells her what to do, and then she starts. And it's like oh this will be inspiration or something. Then it switches to like her being the director with the. Yeah, I read that as a flashback, and all of this. I see. That's okay. So that part was a little confusing for me, and that, that makes sense. I guess I didn't realize that she had um, that she had directed a movie, or I just missed that bit of dialogue. So the guy she meets says, like, I liked your movie. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. So I know that she had, I see And then Wasikowska is, like, not, not playing herself, I guess, but, like, is an actor in her movie, in Cribs' movie. Yeah. Even though she's been seeing her as the actor in this new one. I, okay. That makes a little more sense then. So when when they are they not at Bergman Island then when Roth comes with their daughter at the end and and um, the whole rap party or rap thing that's not supposed to be there.
2: Yeah, basically good question from my perspective. I don't know if that's from like the first time or like now because Tim Roth's character has to leave and and just like leaves her there to finish her writing um, and says he'll bring their daughter back right. But then also that happens immediate yeah but but then also that ha- happens immediately before that flashback, right so I don't I, I don't know which timeline that's happening in, but I don't really need to you know I mean it's one of those movies that is confident enough in itself that like uh I can think about it today and tomorrow and you know feel comfortable with either one right it, it like it doesn't matter and I'm not one of those like I'm not one of those people that's on reddit trying to figure out the timeline of absolutely everything. If it worked, if I don't think that it did not work, like, in terms of the film itself,
1: then, like, fine, cool. I I don't need to know for sure. It's like we were talking about with Titan, right? Yeah. I guess I I just was more... I don't need to know either, but I I like your reading on it better. It's making me like it a little more, I would say, than when I just watched it. I was a little confused about what they're showing.
2: And here's why I think that is, like that that is the correct reading um it's because like she's not happy with this with the loathing and the self-loathing and the like the the certainty of the certainty of the like indelibility of the darkness inside people right the 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 most of bergman's films has um that and that's what that's what they're talking about like the 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 darkness in these movies i don't like it he's too mean he's not um nothing nice happens which she's making those arguments when he's like well we could watch uh we could watch
1: seven seal again and she's like I don't like Seven seal it's too like it's not happy she also I wrote this quote down from her she says about his films like I love them I just don't know why that's all so she doesn't even know yeah why. yeah but they say something to her well i I wonder how you just said through your glass darkly is considered Bergman's most penetrable film is that a quote from someone or where or it's just something you read. I
2: mean, just from like some of the research that I did, like some some people have asserted that that I guess have seen more of them than me. Yeah, um, and also it's because he does the psycho thing where at the very end
1: the father just kind of explains the entire film. Yeah, I guess uh, in this case it's not about the character though; it's more about like the theme he's explaining. Mm-hmm. But it is—I yeah. guess it is pretty straightforward as compared to some of the other ones I've seen. Well, I also want to get what were you saying in the father stuff, and I th- I think the the actor, I mean, the acting's good in, in uh, Through a Glass Darkly. Um, it's got Bonsito who's, like in every, pretty much every um, Bergman film, but the the guy the the actor who plays the father I should look up what his name was again I don't remember but that was the performance of the movie for me, although I think like the lead performance from the daughter is considered to be at least at the time was like the standout performance but i really liked what the actor played the dad was doing
2: i think that he and the the fuck i forgot i forgot
1: what her name is uh harriet anderson is the i believe yes. name is the actor who i haven't seen her i think she's like a in a lot of bergman films too although i'm not not any of the other ones i've seen i don't believe at this point I think I've seen at this point maybe this was the sixth film of his I've seen, I would say. Something around there. Cool. And he is a big filmography obviously. Um, so a lot to get to still. I d I don't think I need to be a completionist with him, but
2: Karin um, is her name. Um I Karin, yeah. I think that the I think that father and sister uh, IMDB just has them listed alternatively as those names, so it gets what I'm picking up. Um, in terms of having seen it last night and forgetting all about it. Uh forgetting those names, forgetting details about it. Um, I think that those two performances and we should say they're yeah, only four, a four in the movie. Uh are definitely on a class uh, way way beyond
1: the other two. Yeah, the son is like very um I don't know how the the actor is. He's supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen in the film, I guess. But he's very like
2: um, Yeah, and that actor's just doing everything like it's yeah, a stage very, play and everyone actual, else is gonna say,
1: yeah. Or very like oh. Yeah obvious I guess so yeah and then you see they're even doing a play that he wrote for the dad which is a good uh, at least that's that's part of the acting I liked from the, the father character too where he's like watching the yes so he's kind of like a I don't know if Bergman so Bergman has like probably issues with his own father but also himself as a father he's I would say in this one he's probably commenting more on his own failings as a father um from the perspective of he's like not around a lot for his kids he's always going off he says later at one point like I I guess the mom so the daughter has like schizophrenia right Mm -hmm. Um, and evidently their mother his wife had the same thing that killed her and he just like he says like I was like relieved or something also you know even though that's bad and like he wanted to run he wants to run away because he doesn't want to deal with the daughter's schizophrenia now either so he's like a uh, so it's not like a one to one or anything, but but Bergman just going away to make his films and uh leaving his kids with different mothers like all over, I guess. And then probably showing up with some gift or whatever, but
2: Yeah, I mean that bit like the I mean the father being an artist he can't help putting himself and his family and everything that he does. Yeah, he's an author and right? uh yeah, and and like his absence and his like what he perceives as necessary suffering for his own art has definitely fucked his family over in a very serious way. You know, not so much situationally, but, like, emotionally, the way that artists' families get fucked.
1: That felt extremely autobiographical. Yeah. And then so he's like, has to watch the the son do this play that's, like, kind of shitting on the dad and, like, pretend he (laughs) likes it and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, I guess I just like that I found the character interesting because he was, like... He he realized like everything, like all of his failings, and he wasn't.
2: Well, like, he comes back and he knows exactly what
1: you're saying. He yeah. knows what's wrong, and, and it is simply impossible to fix. Yeah, but he's not like trying to put on a front, really, or <clears throat> be like when he gets confronted by the his son uh, son-in-law. He's not really like denying it, or he's just like, yeah, that's, uh, and that even tells the daughter the truth about stuff too. So. That's interesting. Um, yeah. It's so with Bergman, like, so that the, there's the father stuff, obviously. Another big thing is the, this, the god stuff. So I wrote down this kind of exchange from Bergman Island, also, that was like, so Cripps is just like asking, I guess these people are experts or know about him, but they live there. The people, this other couple. The dinner scene, yeah. Yeah. So he's saying, like, yeah, where she brings up, like, I wouldn't have, you know, kids with the men, whatever she says like did he believe in god and the one woman or man says bergman believed in ghosts more than anything
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh and they also i also read this like bergman was as cruel in his art as in his life um but the ghost thing or the the god thing it does seem to be very prevalent in a lot of his films especially seventh seal uh it's the whole point kind of you said you just saw that one right I said I just tried to watch that one. 80s I, uh, I don't know. It's too, it's too much for me right now. Yeah. As they say in Bergman Island, yeah, they say in Bergman Island that it's his most famous or well-known film, which I believe is true. But um, yeah, I didn't particularly enjoy it, and I have seen a criticism of it, or maybe in Bergman films in general. Not it's not the criticism like of why it's bad, but or they're not good. It's just like a criticism of, like, they don't necessarily hold up because in some aspects with the themes because at the time in the 50s into the 60s, religion was thought of as differently, like, asking these kind of big questions was more taboo, or people just didn't do it as much. Right. Whereas nowadays it's not really revolutionary in any way. So I think uh, the Seventh Seal came out, I believe, in 1957, I think it was more... And that that one has Von Saido playing, like, um, the Grim Reaper, essentially. And, uh, like, a man has to play chess for his life kind of thing. And they keep, like, they intercut all this, like, religious imagery and, like, thing, questioning of it. So, at the time, I guess it was more a big... It was, like, more of an like intellectuals of the time were asking these questions and bring this stuff up but now it's not really as relevant i guess i don't know if what i
2: which is so weird that it takes 6 years to go from like this relatively straightforward film that kind of the kind of takes the language of hitchcock and creates modern horror um, apparently but but otherwise is you know a, a perfectly straightforward he calls it a chamber piece um, which I thought was funny because the music that he used is, uh, uh, so, like, a very famous solo piece for, for cello. Uh, yeah, I performed that one, so, uh... Of course you are now. Very intimately familiar with it. Yeah, to go in, like, five years from, a, like, this very straightforward, like, well, this is the story, and, uh, this, this camera is very much in the world with these people, to this, like, very uppity pretentious cutting in of like you know your classic nail speeds toward an eyeball spider crawls out of a book um you know smash cuts in um persona which are obviously not exactly the the images i watched that a couple weeks ago um and then all the weird shit that he's doing it's just interesting to think like
1: how quickly he got up his own ass and like how genius did that feel at the time you know yeah now I think persona I've seen persona also, and I like that one like, I think that one holds up pretty well it's it's wonderful, yeah, and that gets into a little more of like the psycho psychosexual area I would say that maybe well, so does this one at times uh so so does this at times oh there guy starkly, yeah, it's a little more yeah I guess that's true i didn't really see this though as being like there's that element i guess she, well what would we say happens here like she would you consider like her like is she's molesting her brother essentially or is he doing it to her i don't she is seducing a vulnerable yeah, team but she's
2: schizophrenic and sick and then there's also the taboo that, he, that he's like obviously her brother
1: which uh then the dad obviously finds out about that so, there's, like, that overt, uh, thing of the, whatever, the incest thing, but it's not really, s- that's, like, more a function of, like, this, like, psychodrama, or, or, uh, not psycho, but this, um, melodrama, I guess, where I feel like, uh, persona is more of, like I said, the psychosexual, like, it's more, it is more sexy, for one thing, I think. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where, like, um, the nurse is, like, talking. Is it the nurse or the woman? Uh, the actress. I think it's the nurse. She's The nurse. It's when the nurse won't
2: shut up and she's telling the story about, like, her one wild sexual adventure when she was younger.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that part, I was like, especially for, like, a 60s film, I was like, That's yeah, this is kind of, this kind of sexy. Like, and it's just, like, um she's just describing it it's not, obviously not showing anything so I was like "That." I was like, that's a interesting I think that holds up more um, it's like more in the realm of well you just called this a, or someone called this a chamber piece there Glass Darkly which I think or he called that himself Bergman is that right yeah something else I uncovered in my research yeah so that's and it is kind of like you we were talking about the kids acting but it is kind of like a, it could be a play easily yeah yeah. Also this
2: this material is so dense that like anything I know about it like I went out and researched basically, you know,
1: like n- none of these are my original thoughts. It feels so weird to fucking talk about this. <laughs> well, what did it go- so I mean, we could talk more persona to you, but um what is your original thought like? If you just watched this Did you wa- you didn't watch watch this one first obviously from Bergman cuz you said you just saw it yesterday. I watched through Glass Darkly uh last
2: actually. Um my thoughts were like I was mostly interested in how quickly it went from this movie sucks to holy shit, right? Like, if it was just going to be this chamber play about this family's problems, I've I've seen that before, and the version of that that it is doing, I think it very consciously isn't doing well enough to keep my attention. And it's, I think that it's doing that because it knows that it's got this other, like, like left hook coming, right? Where it just becomes... Kind of like Yeah. This extremely interesting Hitchcock movie. Uh, and I, I I I keep fucking saying that name, but that, that scene where she's like hearing the whispering in the walls, for all I know, he in like right there invented like f- the next forty years of horror with the you know, disembodied voices whispering and the, the something just off screen that, that she's uh that, that she's perceiving and that we see her perceiving like the those scenes have like those scenes have been recorded over and over and over like as homages to this or like subconscious references even like the the maybe even like you or i could put in a movie right now and think that that's an original thought and like no nah, it comes from like this drama this ingmar bergman drama um and then of course she has the the freak out at the end where uh she she sees the god that she's been waiting to see and that's that other thing the monologue about the people waiting in the room for the god and she knows that like she she has to she has to like stop
1: living her life with uh Husband, <laughs> Van because
2: she can't live in two two worlds at once.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good line, also the the two
2: worlds thing. Right, and 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 to choose the delusion. That's the other thing that I felt was like my only original thought about that. Like, this is the movie, uh, this is a movie about the ways in which like we delude ourselves and how those delusions hurt other people. Like, one delusion is completely medical, and the other delusion is like sound and fury and then like vaingloriousness like from
1: an artist perspective right yeah he says this whole kind of monologue about the father author is like i was making my own game like to keep this circle and then real life breaks in like my family has issues so the circle gets broken and it's ridiculous but then then redraw. yeah so you just redraw the circle yeah i thought that was one of the greater one the, the greater moments so that was good and that's what i was about to say so i don't i didn't maybe read it Complete, not that I didn't read it the same way, but I didn't have the same viewing experience where I didn't really feel much Hitchcock like comparisons with this. I don't know. With Hitchcock's films, I'm like, the main thing a lot, at least for the good ones, is like the real suspense that you like tension you feel. You didn't feel any suspense when she went into that room for the first time? I kind of knew she was like, like she is schizophrenic, so I I don't, there's no suspense for me in The only suspense, I guess, is like what's gonna unfold, like is what she, she going to do to herself or someone else. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess I didn't really feel it too much. But at the same time, I wasn't really bored by this one. Like it it unfolded pretty mm-hmm. well for me where I unlike Bergman Island where I, w- where I was a little slow in the first half, I thought this one kind of maybe because it was like a play in some respects i don't know i mean i think bergman does have a good obviously it's one of the masters considered like he does have a good handle on keeping your focus i feel like um
2: yeah well and this and persona are so like snackable is the word that i used when we were texting they're like 80 minutes each 80 85 89 Uh, which is so funny that the movie that like is obsessed with bergman is like two hours and 10 minutes and like doesn't really pick up until like fifty minutes in when it becomes this a whole other dazzling
1: rom com with Mia Wasikowska at the center. Yeah, rom com, rom tram, There's some comedy in there, I guess. I don't know. She she really thinks she can bring an old white dress to the wedding. Come on, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's off way.
2: Well, just the like myopia of artist types. Like, <laughs> yeah. all all three of the movies
1: that we've been talking about are very like self <laughs> yeah. self aware in that way right but but so with bergman i mean with a uh, glass darkly compared with persona which i did like ultimately i think is the better film and more interesting i could and even though even though it's short i could still see like spots in that where because it's more abstract you could get lost a little better or, or lose focus a little bit but through glass darkly so like like we said i guess maybe that is just, it's the um what was the term you said um Easy to get, not that term. Up its own ass. Oh, oh. Um, I I think it said. I think I said it was his least impenetrable. Oh, least impenetrable. Right. So in that sense, I think it was that was a good combination there to keep my interest. Well, to your point, we both know exactly what happens in this first movie, in in Through
2: a Glass Darkly. Uh, when it get by the time we get to Persona, do you think that both actresses
1: are playing the same character? Uh, for instance i that's i mean that is is that the common reading of it or that's just the
2: it's like one common reading of that is that like this this is one woman and this is all happening inside her head and the nurse is someone she's invented or the actress is someone she's invented because acting uh because she's tired of acting in her real life or whatever um and then like many theories branch out from there uh allegedly like all i've all i've done is watch the movie and once and once and read some about it you know
1: yeah, um, I don't know. I guess that makes sense. Now, unfortunately, it's been a little while for me since I saw that one, even though I do remember liking it. I remember more of the individual moments from it, I guess, than the larger the larger um, plot. Well, it doesn't really have much of a plot, I guess. But what I, I guess what I thought at the end, I don't really remember now. But like, what is the last... uh do you recall, like, the last scene of that, of Persona?
2: Toward the end, the last thing that I remember, like, being for sure a thing that happened in Persona is she tells the same story twice to the to the actress. And I, I like, I thought that, like, I, because I watched it in a super illegal way, <clears throat> um, I thought that, like, maybe I'd gotten, like, a bad copy or something, the, the upload that I was watching. Um, but she tells the exact same story twice, and, like... It, it, it becomes really tense, and, that, like, that's where people start to figure out that, like, hey, I think that this is the same person, and, that like, she's, she, like, working her way through a psychotic break, and then the, like, I think we return to the, like, little boy from the beginning that basically has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, and it's just kind of this framing device and the the snap cuts uh, that we were talking about a bit
1: ago. I see, I'm, I'm still Smash remembering, cuts. like, the, because... It seems like the. Um, what do you remember about Persona? The nurse. Well, they they get they get like into each other, basically, right? So if they are one person, is that, is it saying like she's like into herself, basically? Well, if it was, that would be consistent with what we've been saying about the the whole Berkman ethos, is that like that he's he is aware. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Or because because I, I guess it could be read as like you become someone you're interested in. You become like them, kind of, you know, like a call me by your name, I guess, sort of deal, you know, or like the literal, what that means. Yeah. Uh, But I guess if it's a, I mean, the themes of like, so there's another, probably my favorite Bergman film I've seen so far. is called The Silence. Did you watch that one? Uh, no, that is the next
2: movie in the trilogy began by Thredwath Darkly. Um. Uh,
1: I have not seen it. What's the second one? They probably they probably mention it in Bergman Island, I'm sure. What the fuck are the titles? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, if you say it, I won't be like, oh, that's right. I just... Is it Cries and Whispers? 1972, I don't think so. Well, I should probably watch that one, too.
2: Yeah, it, that's not a thing I know... Uh,
1: so... Where is sure. it going with this? Oh, The Silence has... It's not as um, abstract as as persona but it also has like two women kind of together and a boy also like a son they're like trying to get to well i will not even go into it because i don't that's another one i don't remember ex- exactly i just remember more pieces of it and like individuals kind of scenes but winter light and the silence winter light and the silence those are the three that's one movie winter yeah. light and the silence Oh, the silence is what I'm talking about.
2: No, right. no, no. I'm sorry. Those are the next two. <laughs> that's that's yeah.
0: what
1: I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> I
2: don't know shit about those. I, I only had time to hit the t- to hit the um,
1: public domain classics. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, like, so you said the end. So I watched The Glass Darkly on um, HBO Max. It's on there, and it ends abruptly. Like, the son says his last line of the film. Father spoke to me, and then it literally and no credits, nothing. It just. Back to the HBO, like, yeah, uh, main screen. So, I was wondering, like, is that that can't be initially how the film what like, when it was released, right? Or is it? I don't know. It seems strange.
2: I mean, good question, right? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how it was produced. I, I don't know. They have all those credits at the beginning, and it was 1961. And if you just wanted it to end that way, see, this is the shit, like, that's not a fact that I saw when I was looking it up so I don't fucking know and it's just this
1: movie is just like a a, a like not of that kind of question yeah so i mean the, both both silence, uh, the silence and persona are more yeah you leave you with more questions about what you just watched and the themes are harder to pull out but they both seem more yeah more sexual and um i guess in the silence is definitely there's no like confusion of like these like the two main characters are sisters it's not like confusion like are these the same person like in persona i guess but there is still some some similarities which i didn't really see even though it, like through glass darkly has elements that are in both of them that are on all three but i guess the tone of it just felt different to me The yeah the a lot of the silence is, like, through the kid's perspective more. Whereas, yeah, I guess persona, you don't... It seems like from the nurse's perspective initially, and then you don't really know what... Then to the actress, and then, are I guess, like you're saying, are they the same person, or you're looking at that... Right, okay. You feel like it's from neither of their perspective. maybe? I don't know. Um, but I guess all of them have, like, this... Schizophrenia thing going through them. Well, the silence doesn't. Like one of the sisters is ill, but I guess I don't think it's implied she's schizophrenic. Like, but what is the story? Well, like, what what is what is the plot of the silence? These like two sisters are on a train with their one of their sons, who's like the kid I'm mentioning. They seem to have one. Well, the one sister is, I think that. And of the boys, like ill weak ill whatever something they have to like stop at this town like in this i think there's like a war going on too or something i don't know if that's what makes them stop but like they then they're there most of the rest of the movie takes place in this hotel the sister is like kind of resentful of her sister like the the not sick one is like resentful of the sick actually maybe it's she might just, the, the like, ill sister might just be like an alcoholic, actually, I'm trying to think. Okay. That's implied. Um, but. What are we trying to get to the bottom of in that one? This is the problem where, like, I was like, I'm watching the movie this time, so I'll have a good memory on everything. Which I do <laughs> through Glass Dark and I'm trying to remember uh, remember these other ones. It's like a jealousy thing to some extent, I would say, is like a major theme. Like, your parents, I guess, are adults doing stuff you don't understand is, like, a theme or trying to make sense of it. From the IMDb, like, photo gallery, it looks like they're stuck
2: in a hotel and one of them is having a bunch of sex.
1: Well, yeah, so the uh, the one, the mom just goes out and, like, finds men, basically, and brings them back, if I recall. And then also, like, the sister's kind of, like, that's where it gets, like, uh, Similar with Persona a little bit. Like, the sister seems kind of like into it or like see, wants to like see what's going on. Right, right. Like, that morbid curiosity. But she's like herself doesn't want to be with men, I guess. And, uh, and like with Persona, it's not the same thing, but like they're curious about each other that way. And like, what, what I mentioned, like, like, I mentioned, like that whole scene of her, you know, telling that story. And then, like, both of them have like the the two main characters then getting, like, fight. well, in, in the silence, they're kind of fighting a lot the whole time, but... Um, in Persona, right, isn't there a part where... I mean, they it starts getting bad between the two then. Yeah. I guess it does make sense that it would be... It would be um, seeing Red as being the same person. I just haven't seen it in close enough time to recall what I thought. But, yeah, I mean, probably those are... I guess let's let's move, but we'll wrap. We'll be wrapping it up here. But like moving back outward, to does make you want to watch more Bergman films? Maybe in a maybe in a while.
2: <laughs> I'll probably you know watch some more pleasant things. Um, you know, I don't need anything to be pleasant, but I don't need anything to rub my face in its own in its own darkness like it's my problem. <laughs> either i guess is what i found out about my about myself i don't know it's like i mean these are obviously like 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 great like films i just uh i definitely wouldn't want to see a whole festival mm-hmm. of Bergman films not like these i don't want to freaks on the tour of us i don't want to parse that many <laughs> yeah i don't want to parse that many metaphors at once i don't
1: want to um have that many questions about what i just watched it was well what about are you interested in seeing something more from what it was a uh, mia mia hansen love i loved bergman island um i especially
2: um when when the twist section begins and we get that entirely other movie uh and it, it starts to like reveal the actual situation between these two um you know kind of slightly disconnected lovers and like When the story stops becoming a story, but you're still watching that story, you know? And it's two totally different actors on the screen. I was mesmerized that entire time. I loved that. Totally shook. Uh, 100% in the tank. I would watch anything uh, that uh, Mia Hansen-Love chose to do next.
1: Which is something called one fine morning okay by the way i just looked her up and she's french apparently maybe maybe Ah, swedish or scandinavian heritage but she's apparently french and she was at one time in a relationship with oliver asias who's one of your guys yeah i I, or you liked one i I like a lot or or no multiple movies olivier asias yeah is that how you say his name olivier oh yeah olivier Assayas. yeah so some connections there for you and they have a daughter together named Vicky born in 2009 that would led her to cast Vicky creeps in this film because because of the name Vicky yeah she had an edge no I don't know almost certainly yeah so so one fine morning says TV I'm looking at this now but she has other uh, films from the past decade or so it looks like so could uh, check some of those out maybe um yeah all right well that was a a, I think we got some things uh figured out there I don't know the well let's leave it with this like why is for pretentious types especially why is Bergman so enduring I said already that like there's the criticism of like some of his stuff doesn't isn't uh, as relevant some of his themes but what is enduring about him to this point 2022 there's uh A movie referencing him strongly and uh obviously still considered one of the greatest directors of all time do you want me to tell you what i think is that what you're asking
2: yes just from what i've seen um say what you will about his pretensions uh this motherfucker is not going to tell you that everything is going to be okay this motherfucker is not going to tell you um that the good guys will always drive the car faster and and you know stop the bomb from exploding this guy is much more interested in the family that the good guy left uh, back home that hates his fucking guts. And it's just really refreshing, uh as an American who has to watch mostly American movies for someone to be that disinterested in the lies we tell ourselves. Or interested specifically in those lies, um and, and why we why we are lies in the extent to why we are lying and the extent to which those are lies. And
1: that's true even with at the time, I guess, European films were able to do things that the Hollywood Code era films were not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it was starting to come apart in the early 60s here when Through Glass Darkly came out in America in Hollywood but still there is probably that's probably part of the jumping off the love of uh, European film like art house films starting around this time late 50s uh, early 60s was probably a response to Hollywood in that way too so and him being one of the most prolific and first big breakouts in that realm. Probably part of it as well. All right, well, I think that'll do it for this episode of Movies Are Relevant. Like I kind of alluded to before, plan for the March episode is to, you know, the Oscars are in March. They don't mean too much, really, but it's still interesting to see what films are nominated and, like, compare them with ones that maybe weren't, but just basically take a look at these art house type films, or just the, the critically acclaimed films from the past year, or from some of our favorite directors so, we'll do that next time um, which could be a long one, we'll see but uh, look out for that one, and uh, let's leave you with this, another thing I noted from Bergman Island, did you know what dick is in Norwegian the word? no Pick. pick, that's what said. That's right. Pick his deck. That's right. You should, That's that's a fun fact for you to leave with. Go ahead and also pick our podcast to subscribe to if you're not already. Brooklyn Rebound Network. We've got uh, NBA based episodes out as well, and other fun stuff on there. So do stay subscribed, and look out for the next movies one two. Don't be a pick. Just do that. All right beautiful best in the business now i'm gonna look since i haven't seen it yet now i'm gonna look out for that that term being thrown about and the worst uh person in the world since that's norwegian oh yeah yeah yeah. can't wait to look out for that so we'll i'll check in next time if i spotted it in there heard it i guess and uh until then we'll be up out of here peace